what's cracking? Welcome to Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. I am Jim Rome, and he is the big head. Let's get right at it. Head, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Jim. What's going on? Oh, dude, I feel so good. Ready to get to Ep 2. But, in fact, before we jump into Ep 2, depending on when you're listening to us, we did change up. We dropped Ep 1 last Friday. I was really happy with how that went, how that sounded. I was relatively happy with our picks. In fact, Ted, what about you? Week one is never easy. You went four and three against the spread. Always forward, never back. But how do you feel about your week one effort? Still pissed off at Coach Ritt and the Broncos for jacking my five and two record up. But, you know, not a disaster. We won the week. We keep going. It's good stuff, man. And the pod was great. The pod was great. I don't want to get too inside because we have some new listeners, but when you talk about Coach Ritt really quickly, why is he Coach Ritt? Who are you talking about? Nathaniel Hackett of the Denver Broncos because he looks exactly like Garrett Ritt. Who is and a he's member. about as smart as Garrett Ritt. I love Thank Ritt. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Who's about as smart as Garrett Ritt, which is to say you think he's not <laughs> smart at all, but at least it's not personal. But no. he did jack it up. I mean, you're at five and two is a lot different than four and three. Let me tell you something, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that this is an NFL pod because I went rogue on your ass. And mm-hmm. I hit college ball hard on Saturday and I got absolutely worked. So, of course, I did what any disciplined, responsible gambler would do. I had a few adult beverages i waited for ufc 279 to get underway and i started chasing hard to get right and it felt pretty damn good so the moral of this story head mm-hmm. well there really isn't one i'm talking out my ass already no actually the moral of the story is we dropped episode two of this podcast on a Thursday to give them more time to listen before Sunday's matchups. That's right. So going forward, that's going to be the plan. Are you ready to do this, Head? Hell freaking yes. Let's do it, Jim. Let's do it. First game, Bengals at Dallas. Now, Head, that line has moved around quite a bit, so I want to ask you first where the line is. But before I do that, one quick thought. The Bucks did the Cowboys Sunday night. Dak Prescott jacked up his thumb, but mm-hmm. he didn't do jack prior to doing so. And speaking of jacked up, when that game was over, whose face looked more jacked? TB45 or Jarrah 155 or however <laughs> old he is? And can we bet that? Man, I think there's probably a futures face carving market somewhere out there. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to go with Jerry 79 over TB 79, but right now TB's a little ahead of him. I mean, Jim, think about it. 35 years from now, he's already carving his face with a supermodel wife. If she leaves, a lot more, lot more work there, man. I'll take Jerry old, on the man. market. Hey, Alvin, don't step on the head, man. Take it easy. Alvin, Alvin's getting worked up. All right, so personally, I don't really give a damn which way that line moves or how much, but... Tell me what the number is right now, and I'm going to give you my pick after the fact. But what's that number, and how do you see that game? So two days ago, the line was Cincy minus 8.5. DraftKings now has Cincy minus 7 right now, and I'm taking that. Biggest concern with Cincy is what it's been since Burrow arrived, that shit line, Jim. Even after investing straight cash Romy into fixing that problem, they allowed seven sacks in Week 1 v. Pittsburgh. Dallas has a massive, massive advantage right there. That pass rush has talent. As for Joe, he had the worst game of his pro career with four interceptions. His track record, though, says he'll bounce back. He's never had a back-to-back games with multiple interceptions. 
Also, he could rely on Joe Mixon. Dallas's run D wasn't good in week one. Fat Lenny and the Tampa Bay Bucks ran for 152 <laughs> yards total. Thank you, Alvin. On offense for the Cowboys, we all know Cooper Rush is the man, but he'll have two backup linemen on his blind side. And since he's D is good, despite their O turning the ball over five times, they allowed Pittsburgh's offense only in the end zone one time. Against the spread numbers, a lot to love for Cincy here. 5-0 and in their last five road games. 8-1 and one in their last nine overall. Let's go Cincy, minus seven. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have nothing against Cooper Rush, but because Cooper Rush is going to win a shootout with Joe Burrow or keep it within two touchdowns or get the ball to C.D. Lamb when Dak Prescott couldn't do that, sure mm. he's not. Like, T. Higgins may not be right, but Joey B. is going to torch Dallas's corners. Right about now, Head, you and I could probably do about as well as who Dallas is running out there on the outside. While Jarrah is looking for that ever-elusive glory hole, the Bengals are going to punch them in the face. I'm going to play Cincy minus seven. I like that. So you and I are on the same page. Yeah, there you go. All right, so what about the next one? We've got Uh game number two, Carolina. Plus two at the Giants already, Head. I hate myself mm-hmm. for which way I am leaning. And if I'm saying that, you know which way I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. I will give you my pick, however, after you give me yours. Who you got? I'll take Carolina plus two on the road here, Jim. Last week, Cleveland with Chubb and Hunt, Hunt destroyed Who? the Panthers. Who? Chubb and Hunt. Okay. Kind of sounds like a porno, doesn't it? Chubb you, the Hunt. way you make it sound, it yes. Does. My bad, yeah. Go well, ahead. Anyways, okay. So the Panthers, thank you, Alvin. The Panthers run D allowed 217 yards on the ground last week. This is where the Giants will attack them with Saquon Barkley, who had his best game since 2019. He ran for 164 yards against Tennessee. But the Giants aren't the Browns on the ground, and the Panthers, Panthers will be better here, Jim. I think your guy, the Baker Pan- Mayfield, the will Panthers? be too. The Panthers? What are the Sorry. parameters on the Panthers? Yeah. Chubb and Hunt. Ritz Panthers. Chubb and Hunt. Go ahead. Chatsworth. Back to Baker. Van Nuys. Go ahead. Could you imagine if Baker had lost to Jacoby Brissett and Dimes back-to-back weeks? Yeah, no. Yeah, neither neither can I. I I think he'll attack that New York secondary. It's ass talent. They're banged up. Also, Christian McCaffrey, he needs more than 14 touches. And as much as Matt Rule scares me, and as much as he seems like he's a dead man walking, he is a very, very good road dog here, Jim. He set 61% in that role against the spread compared to the 41% he's covered since um, he fooled that owner into hiring in 2020. So I'm going to go Ritz Panthers plus two. All right, so what's really weird about this, I'm not wired. I'm just not wired, head, to pick the Giants ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. Not with Bill Belichick's illegitimate son, Joe Judge, walking around there, berating the media, bumping his gums nonstop, and never saying anything that matters, only to see his team hit the field and take a gigantic dump in their pants every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude, Judge, he just does not get it. Nobody is buying the crap that he is shoveling, especially his players. And then on top of that, you've got Danny Turnovers, who seems to have convinced himself that completing passes to the other team actually factors into his own quarterback rating. I simply cannot see clear of these tools. But wait a minute. That's right. Judge is back in New England as one of the Hood Stooges doing... Who the hell knows what that guy's doing? Whatever the hell the pencil Matt Patricia is telling him to do. But the thing is, though, Head, Danny mm-hmm. Turnovers no longer looks like the worst quarterback in the league. Now that Saquon Barkley is back to trucking fools, I cannot believe I'm going to say this because of what you said. You know I love me some Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you do. 
But right now, I'm loving me some Brian Dable, and I actually Damn. not only am going to take the Giants, I'll lay the freaking points. Ooh. Holy crap, head. I don't even know me anymore. What? <laughs> Either do I. I seriously, I'm doing that. I'm going the other way. You Good. and I are not on the like same it. page. Yep. I can't believe we did that. All right. Because you're going to bleep them up. So the preseason Super Bowl favorites, the Bills, had mm-hmm. showed up exactly the way you would expect the preseason Super Bowl favorites mm-hmm. to show up, like these soon-to-be Super Bowl winners. I mean, okay, let's go ahead. We'll play the season anyway, but the Bills look like some stone cold mother bleepers mm-hmm. in going into the Rams' house and knocking Rams' team the hell out. They're at home. Buffalo, minus 10 against Tennessee. How you playing that one? Yeah, the Bills are so damn good. I will take them and lay the 10, Jim. At first, I thought Mike Vrabel will have his guys right from the ass product they put out there against the Giants last week. But the numbers don't back that up recently. The Titans are 1-5 in, in their last six games against the spread after allowing more than 350 yards. you know what that little yards. bell was that Alvin just dropped? The ass bell, right? Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Okay. This is a good number here. I'll hold this one. You'll like this. The Titans are 1-5 in, in their last six games against the spread after allowing more than 350 yards of total offense in the previous game. That Titans D allowed 238 on the ground against the Giants. It's coming off a season where they allowed 83 and a half yards a game in 2021, the best in the NFL. We all know the game plan here against Buffalo. Run Derrick Henry between the tackles, burn clock, and keep that Josh Allen guy on the sideline. Josh Allen, right, Josh Josh Allen. Allen. That's redundant. Why do you keep repeating his name? (laughs) I'm I'm banking on early stops here, though, from that defense and that O of Josh Allen to put up a lot of points and make Ryan Tannehill go to work, Jim, against the spread numbers for Buffalo. 5-1-1 in their last seven overall. 4-0-1 in their last five games as a favorite. Mafia minus 10 on Monday Night Football. Holy crap, you've got some pertinent numbers. Those are some relevant numbers. Yeah, like I'm supposed to believe, Head, that the weight of all the hype and expectations, along with the, quote, 13 seconds where Patrick Mahomes stabbed Mm -hmm. the Bills in the heart, that all of this is supposed to just drag these guys down. Yeah, you know what I have to say to that? Ah, get the hell out of here with that crap. Did you see how badly Josh Allen abused Jalen Ramsey last week? Abused. Like, like that shit looked personal. And you know mm-hmm. why that shit looked personal? Because it was. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to say the entire season is for Buffalo. By the way, this whole life for the Buffalo Bills team is personal because they know it's their time. Tennessee, to your point, Head, I agree with you on this. Their only chance is to keep the ball out of Allen's hands. And given that they never really got the king going last week, I don't see that happening. I'm with you. I'm taking the bills. I'll lay the 10, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now, speaking of the Rams, Mm -hmm. they're still at Rams' house. They're probably still sniffing the smelling salts after Iron Josh Allen put them to sleep. But looky here, just what the doctor ordered, the choking Atlanta Falcons. Just don't say that. Because, like, Robert Sala, our guy Arthur Smith, is collecting receipts or taking mental notes. Taking or- receipts.
The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10, it any point during that game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code BIGBETS to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code BIGBETS only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions to apply. See show notes for details obituaries or it's too bad right because uh-huh. you and i both like art i Love like him. him i just don't like him acting like they're not choking dogs when they've proven that's exactly who and what they are time and time again but head and i'm curious about your thoughts on this from the Rams standpoint i get the super bowl hangover i get that the bills are badass i get that it's only one game but mm-hmm. i expected a hell of a lot more from the rams on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball than i saw last week what is the number how are you playing this one the number has moved down to la minus 10 from 10 and a half here i'll go la i'll take them no way around it the rams had the uh full windy williams effect in week one just blowing it out of both ends jim <laughs> very very bad but i think they will get this right. Matthew Stafford was asked when what there's is, pressure on him. What does that mean, him. the Wendy Williams effect? What, what does that mean? Both ends, offense, defense. That's it right there. That's it. That's what they were. Sorry I asked. Yep, there we go. Anyway, I did not need that clarification. Sorry I asked. I, I retract that. Stafford asked me pressure. Try and unhear that. I retract that. <laughs> Oh, but pressure on Stafford. He's terrible there, but that's where the Falcons struggle, getting after the pass rusher. They had the worst QB pressure rate in the NFL last season, and they didn't do shit really to improve that this offseason. Also, the Rams usually beat up on bad teams, and I know that's going to piss off angry Arthur. He doesn't want to hear it, but his roster is complete ass. Bing, ding, whatever you want to do. But I will give him some credit, though. Stop dinging yourself and let Alvin do his job and you just do yours. Believe me, you're having enough trouble doing your own job. You're having enough trouble getting through a sentence without just murdering it, man. So don't do more than one job when you're having trouble doing your own job, all right? Stay in your lane, dude. Stay in your lane. I'm staying right here. I'm going to give some credit to angry Arthur Smith. His Saints last last week, they ran the ball. For over 200 yards, the Saints allowed an NFL best 3.7 yards of carry. Angry Arthur Smith Saints? What the hell are you talking about now? See what I mean? See what I mean? See what I mean? You You try and do too much, dude. Angry Arthur's Falcons. Falcons, thank you. Yeah, they ran for over 200 yards. On the NFL's best in 2021 in yards against attempts, so that's good. But the problem is... They also allowed 7.9 yards in an attempt themselves. Against the spread numbers here, Jim, Sean McVay was hired in 2017. Since then, the Rams have had the second-best team against a conference opponent in the NFL against the spread, covering nearly 60% of those. Ram at minus 10. Do you know what I like best about this podcast, Head? Hmm. Me. (laughs) All right, so anyway, the defending champs, they're wounded. I like Doc. That's right. What do you like? Doc. 
I like Doc too. Yeah, we're gonna get good. we're gonna get to him, and sooner than later, if you keep jacking this up, okay. listen. The defending champs, they are wounded. They're embarrassed. We saw what happened. They started their title defense. I expect them to wake the hell up, clean some things up, and speed bag the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup all damn day. But by the way, head. Matthew Stafford does know that the team signed Allen Robinson, right? And not only is it okay to look over his way on occasion, he can actually throw the ball over there as well. As far as the Rams' run game, I want to get into this with the doc later on. But then again, who the hell knows and who the hell cares? It's only the Falcons. I don't love it. There's something about the Rams that feels off to me, but I'm with you. I will take the Rams. I will lay the points. Now, I'll tell you what I do love, dude. I love Ravens minus three and a half versus Miami. Not the number per se. I just love the matchup because I think I speak not only for you, but for the rest of the world. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel rules. I love this cat. Now, I know he's not padding up. I know he's not going to get down with any Oklahoma drill, like he said, but I, I cannot get enough of this guy. Especially, I don't know, you and I haven't talked about this. Homeboy admitted that in recent years he would only shower every four days because he didn't want to waste time away from preparation by lathering up. I love that. Is that incredible? It's pretty right, incredible so- considering he has, you know, wheels. I mean, wheel very Never mind. Go yeah, ahead. Y- yeah. Right. Slider. Okay. All right. See, that, that, that. <laughs> Damn, head. Anyway, can you tell me how you're leaning and who you like and what's going on and just leave the wheelbarrow talk to something else? Yep, sure. He is my favorite coach, not named Lobster's son, by the way. But I'm going against him here, Jim. I'm going Ravens minus three and a half. I think the Baltimore defense is really, really good. I mean, you can't take um, for what they did against Joe Flacco's Jets offense last week, but I do like them in paper. Here... This is back-to-back weeks. Also, back-to-back weeks. Sorry, they're going to see that. Slow the Shanahan. hell down, dude. You'll be fine, man. Just slow down a little bit. It's back-to-back weeks. They're going to see that same Shanahan run game, and they should be overly prepared for it. They also have the personnel to clog lanes, i.e., fat asses, Jim, to clog, uh, to clog them up there. They also have the best secondary in football, possibly, to go against Tyreek and Jalen. And Tua is also much better at home than on the road. He threw six touchdowns to six interceptions last year away from South Beach. On offense for Baltimore, their line is banged up. It's concerning. They struggle to create holes against a not-great run defense of the New York Jets. And Miami won the line of scrimmage last week against the Pats, but Miami couldn't tackle worth a shit. They had 10 missed tackles against the spread numbers. Miami, though, has the advantage there. B-Moore is 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games following an against-the-spread win. But despite that and Mike's wheelbarrow-sized sack... I'm going Ravens minus three and a half. Yeah, and dude, your use of profanity is becoming very gratuitous. All right, you know I, I don't is mind sack, you picking your spots, but it? just just don't do it because you can. If you if you want to do like it to make is... a point, that's fine. But don't be so gratuitous about it. Sure. Listen, I'll tell you what. Straight up, I'm going the other way. I'm going to go Finns on the road, and I'm going to take the points, all right? Patrick Mahomes may not miss Tyreek Hill, but Hill is making good on the Dolphins tanking for Tua after the fact. 
Tua looks way better now, obviously. And not only does he have Tyreek, he's got Jalen Waddle on the other side. And while I am no doctor, I don't need to be one. Well, actually, we do have a doctor coming up, and I'll get into it with him. But I can tell the Ravens are still banged up. And in that secondary, you were just hyping. Maybe it's partly just a straight field play, but I love the vibe that McDaniel is throwing off. I love the way that his guys play for him, and I love what I consider to be good value. I'm going the other way ahead. I'm taking Miami, and I'm taking the points. All right, dude. Big-time Thursday night matchup. If you're listening before that game, I've got one thing to say. Show me your lightning bolt! Chargers plus four at Kansas City. Poway, Oceanside, Brentwood, Beverly Hills, Calabasas, Hancock Park. Show me your lightning bolt. Yeah, shout out to the butter knife. How you living, yo? (laughs) Are you still living, yo? Anyway, anyway, head. Badass matchup. I love it. Chiefs and Chargers. Who you got? The spread is KC minus four at home. Great game between two superstars that threw eight touchdown passes in their week one gym, but I'm going Patty Mahomes and laying the freaking points Mm. here. Yeah. The Chargers have a few Mm. more key injuries. J.C. Jackson might not play because he has an ankle issue. Hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. I Actually, I love it because I'm taking Kansas City. but Not me, which tells you my lane. Go ahead. Oh, there you go. L.A.'s defense, though. They played great last week, but they abused um, the Raiders' offensive line. That doesn't really help. Pat will have more time than Derek Carr did, so the pressure is on the back end of that Chargers secondary. Also, interested to see if Casey tries to run the football here. The Chargers passed their first test of the season after investing big-time money in fixing that run D, but again, that was against the Raiders. On offense for the Bolts, Herbert will be without Keenan Allen, and he will be running from Chris Jones. This might be a welcome to the NFL moment for rookie guard Zion, William, uh, Zion Johnson, I'm thinking. The teams um, split the pair last year. Zion's all crossed up, don't you? Zion Williamson. They're about the same size, though, if you think about guard size. Actually, Williamson's probably bigger than Johnson. But anyways. Nice they, recovery, they, Head. Well yeah. done. They split the pair last year, but Casey's won 13 of the past 16 games. And since Andy Reid took over in 2013, Casey is the second best via the spread in division games. Um, you know, the Cowboys are actually the best in those games, which is freaking weird. But I'm going KC minus four. That's really weird. And I'll tell you what, I hate to say this, but listening to you, and believe it or not, I actually do listen when you talk and when you speak. <laughs> you may have talked me off my pick. Like, I, I already struggled with the pick. I it's love hard. the matchup. It's hard. it's hard. Mahomes will never say it, but you know it pisses him off. You know it pisses him off. Oh, it does. That so many people said that he would not be the same guy or that would not be the same offense without Tyreek Hill. Well, he sure as hell was that same guy in week one. Mm-hmm. No, he does not have one of the most unique and explosive weapons anymore in Hill but he's got a big old arsenal and plenty of other firepower still yet. But I love me the Chargers. I love them enough that I hit them as one of my Super Bowl future plays. I love Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa wrecking QBs. Obviously, I love Justin Herbert, but to your point, what I did not love was seeing Keenan Allen going out in week one, and I kept waiting for Mike Williams to get going last week, and that never happened. Mm -hmm. So where does that leave me? On the fence. I think Kansas City pulls out a close one, but... I'm going the other way from you again, okay. Head. There I'm taking go. the points. Chargers plus four. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So, this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. 
Wild Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Man, this podcast would suck if you and I just went the same way every time. But it's gonna really it's gonna really suck if you're right more than I am. <laughs> anyway, Packers v Bears. One more. Let's do this. Uh-huh. Let's do the it. The Bears shocked the Niners in the elements in week one. Green Bay looked terrible last week. Honestly, it's kind of hard for me to tell who either one of these teams are right now. Like Chicago did what they had to do in the elements against the Niners. Credit for that. That's got to count for something. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that Aaron does own the Bears. But who is he going to throw it to? Packers, 10-point favorites at Lambeau. Mm -hmm. This one is interesting, but to me, for all the wrong reasons, who are you playing in this one, Head? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not Trey Lance. I'll take Green Bay minus 10 here, Jim. Just like last season, the Packers were absolute garbage week one because the coach, um, like Coach Hackett, hates preseason reps, and I'm thinking they bounce back week two like they did in 2021. Perfect team to do it against, too, the Bears. The team Aaron owns a tune of 61 career touchdowns against. He could also get some help from his running uh, game this week. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon had a combined 15 rushing attempts against Minnesota. That should change. Plus, I know Justin Jefferson turned the Packers' D inside out, but I still love him, man. I like him a lot. I think they feast on the worst offense in football here. The I Bears just had, I just so had a Jason Avant flashback. <laughs> I like him a lot. I like Jason him a lot. Avant. I love him. I like him a lot. Maybe somebody can make a Justin Jefferson. Jason That's a great song right there. Anyways, the best. Because, the because Jason Avant was like the best player ever. That's why there's the best song ever for him. He and your guy, and don't, don't add, And don't add us over that. Go ahead, what? Okay. You, he and your KJ Hamler guy, those were two. Oh no, you guys, love right? that. You yeah, love Mama I, I Hamler. Love Hamler you you love her rap. Uh-huh. Anyways, oh, the Bears. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, you got that one too. Can we, can we hear that really quickly? I love that so much, Mama. He played last oh, week too. Oh, Alvin, going podcast copyright. No. Okay. Oh, pulled it. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Anyways, Bears bad last week offensively against San Francisco. Jim and Trey Lance um, bailed them out. 204 total yards, worse than the NFL, and he threw for 121, as Justin Fields did. Yes, the weather, like you said, was garbage, but they are, too, not buying them. Green Bay is 7-1 against the spread in their last eight after scoring 15 points, and Chicago is 0-5 in their last five via the NFC North. Bounce back coming here, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, minus 10. Dude, do you know what I love about this podcast besides me? What's that? Alvin. He is funny. He is good, dude. I can't dude, believe he, he is adding there. so much to it. He is. All right, they dude. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having fun at your expense. Do you know Thank who you. else? What else I love about this podcast besides myself and Alvin? What's that? Dr. Chow. Dr. Chow's great. He's coming up in too. a few moments. Yeah. All right. So in a week of first, 
All right, head, you're all right, too. Okay. In a week of first, I'm going to do something else that I never thought that I would ever do. Dude, I'm taking the Bears and the points. Not because I'm overly impressed with Chicago, because I am not. I'm just not sure that Packers beatdown at the hands of the Vikings is a one-off. Like, I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to ever have two bad games in a row, but I know that Devontae Adams is not walking through that door. And again, if his top receiving target is a running back, and it was last week, that's not a good thing. This entire podcast, this whole week, I've been looking for value, playing a number of underdogs, going the other way. Why not let it ride at the end of the weekend on Sunday night? And although I can't believe I'm going to say it, yes, I will take the Bears and 10 at Lambeau to end the weekend. Either one of us is going to look really dumb and one of us is going to look really smart by the end of the weekend, dude. Uh, I agree. I like it, though. Jump on, clones. I love it. All right, mm-hmm. And by the way, if you don't... Okay, here's the thing. Like, what you and I like to say, because generally we agree on a lot of things, if you don't like us, you don't respect us, fine. Fade us. Fade us. But now you've got choices, because you and I went separate ways on a number of these things. Listen, before I cut you loose, is there anything else, Head? Yes. Well, you want the games first and then something else? I got something else for everybody else. Or do you want that now? No, you know what? Yeah. Okay. No. Do the something else for everybody else and then recap your picks really quickly. All right, clones. We have our own DraftKings Fantasy League here. Big Head Bets, it's called. Sign up for DraftKings today. Join our league and play each week for a shot at huge prizes. Go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash D kng.co forward slash big bets and join now to play against us and other big head bets listeners each week of the nfl season this will run all year long jim's username will be straight str8 cash romy and mine will be the real big head so jim's once again yours you already built your team too i saw jim str8 Cash Romy. Boy, that was smooth. Way to go. Instead of Big Head Bets, why don't we just call the league Big Head Murders the English Language? Dude, too many many letters, but it's probably... For you, for sure. All right, so really quickly, like because we had so much going on and we went separate ways, I'm going to let you, because you are the Big Head himself, run it back really quickly. Who are you picking this week? All right, KC minus 4 v. Chargers tonight at home. Cincy minus seven at Dallas. Carolina plus two at New York Giants. Rams minus 10 at home against Atlanta. Baltimore minus three and a half v. Miami. Packers minus 10 versus Chicago. And the Buffalo Bills minus 10 v. Tennessee on Monday Night Football. Much respect, Head. I appreciate the hustle. Way to grind it out. Way to get after it. Nice job. Have a great weekend. And we will run it back again next week. See you then. Thanks, Jim. Did you know that a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? Well, October is Fire Prevention Month. And given that that is right around the corner, we have once again teamed up with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety to help protect your whole home with safety that you know you can trust. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. And having enough First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms is one of the very best things that you can do for your home and your family. What you want to do is install alarms on every single level and in every bedroom of your home. Now, once those alarms are installed, it is important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. 
And remember, the alarms do not last forever, and they do need to be replaced at least every 10 years. After all, they are on duty 24-7. If you can't remember the last time that you replaced your alarm, it is best to replace the unit completely. My replacement option, First Alert's 10-year sealed battery alarms. 10-year sealed battery alarms are convenient, and they eliminate the need for a battery replacement for an entire decade. For more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at your home with your family, visit firstalert.com slash fire prevention month. We are joined once again by the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central. Once again, full disclosure, I love Sports Injury Central so much that I'm an investor in the company. I am on the advisory boards, so you bet your ass. I'm going to talk to the doc whenever I can to get his thoughts on injuries and their impact on the matchups. He crushed it last week, so we are going to run it back right now. What's going on, doc? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm thrilled that uh, I was worried you wouldn't have me back after the inaugural. So I'm thrilled to always be with you. Now, you earned a repeat performance. We had to run it back. All right, so why don't we jump right into this. Let me ask you first, Doc, about the Bengals and the Cowboys, because that line has moved around a little bit this week. It's kind of hard to figure out why. Dak Prescott is down. That's a given. We know this. But how busted up is Dallas, generally speaking, heading into this game? And based on that health, how are you leaning personally in this game? Well, there's no question Dak is the big storyline. And by the way, uh, Jerry Jones uh, not putting him in injured reserve and his, quote, hopium that he always spreads, he's not coming back before the four-week timeline. It's still closer to six weeks. But what we do at Six Score Sports Injury Central is everyone knows about the quarterback, but do you know their number one safety is out? Do you know that uh, obviously everyone knows Tyrone Smith is out? Tyler Smith, the rookie, is there. But his safety blanket to his right, right guard, Connor McGovern, has a high ankle sprain and is likely out. So the problems for the Cowboys go deeper than that. And we actually said, look, uh, when the line was back at two and a half before all the news was fully out on Dak, said, yeah, you better take the Bengals. And uh, that was a very favorable line. Obviously, it's a touchdown or more at this point in time. But Dallas has some deeper troubles than just at the quarterback position. And no, Michael Gallup is not ready or close yet. And C.D. Lamb needs to prove that he's a number one. All right, so these are all really valid points, and what a great point you made that like, if you had followed and been paying attention to what you were saying, you could have hit that at two or two and a half. Right now it's seven, seven and a half, depending on where you go. I personally don't even care. I'm going to get into this, or I did get into this already with the big head. I don't even care what that number is. I'm going to lay the points because I feel that badly about Dallas. How about the Green Bay Packers, Doc? For instance, a couple of things we know about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. We know, one, they will start slowly, and they did. And number two, we know that Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago because he will say so and always has. Knowing that, let me ask you, do you think that they bounce back from that week one the way they did last year, or is this a different deal without Devontae Adams? And maybe is that not just a one-off? Well, we talked about it last week on the podcast. I said the, the Packers, we had lots of worries. And, you know, Minnesota was far and away the healthier side. And the worries, you know, everyone points to Alan Lazard. He's not there. And he might be there this week. And we talk about Robert Tanyan coming off the ACL. But it's the bookend tackles. David Bakhtiari is not ready to go. It's been almost two years, and he's still limping around. Elton Jenkins is still probably a little bit away. So uh, it's Aaron Rodgers last week couldn't find rhythm with his young wide receivers 
is because no Devontae Adams and obviously Alan Lazard is out. Even if Lazard is playing, can he establish himself as a true number one? Who knows? I think if, if, if the Packers are going to rebound, they're going to have to do it with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I don't think they can just ride on Aaron Rodgers without bookend tackles and without you know experienced receivers. So I don't know that Green Bay's problems are over yet. No, I think you're right. By, by the way, we know they can run the ball or they should be able to run the ball. What they don't need is A.J. Dillon to be their leading receiver the way he was last week. I mean, Doc, as we start to do this more and more, do you weigh in on these things? Like if that line is 10 and I were to say to you point blank, who do you like, Packers plus 10, or are you going to take Chicago in the points, or I should say minus 10, who would you say? What do you like in that game in terms of the matchup point-wise? Well, just looking at the team six scores, offense and defense, the strongest just by the injury numbers. And we talk all the time, Jim, the injury numbers are just one factor, right? You and Big Ed Todd, you got to use your experience and the betters at home have to use their experience. But the numbers would tell you, even though the total isn't high, that this is an under game. And that may play into form if they got to run the ball more, et cetera. But that's what it says. And, you know, 10 is a big number, especially if it's an under game. So that's where the leaning would be just based on the injury numbers. But take that for what it's worth. All right, that's why you're here, Doc. I like that. I will take that for what it's worth. Let me ask you about a game that I really like, Miami at Baltimore. To me, that's a really interesting matchup. Are the Ravens any healthier this week than they were last week? And then what do the numbers say about that game to you? Well, you're on it, Jim. They started week one as the least healthy team in the low 80s, and they only got worse. Okay, J.K. Dobbins is practicing some and what have you, but that's not going to float the boat the other way marcus peters acl the outside linebacker ronnie stanley still with ankle issues and worse his backup Jawan james last week tore his achilles so they're on left tackle number three there so they've got worse issues this week the ravens overall the dolphins are very healthy they took care of new england last week yes they're on the road but they're getting three and a half points i'm with you uh this is our biggest team six score difference of the week it's over 10 it's 11 and change and over the first two years at sports injury central anytime a team is 10 points healthier if you blindly took it against the spread it hit it 59 percent doc explain what you mean by the six score what does that mean sports injury central score how healthy is a team we break it down not only overall how healthy is a team but how healthy is the team offense versus the team defense the team's run offense versus the team's run defense and matched up against the uh, opponent so at sicscore.com you see it but also we do individual player scores and how healthy a player might be for example last week based on individual six scores we actually recommended eight props, yardage props, and we hit seven out of the eight. Mm. We said Saquon Barkley is going to, for the futures, 905 yards for the season. What, he got 168. He, If he averages less than 50 yards a game, all he got to do is stay healthy and finish 16 games, and he's going to hit that. And, and, you know, that prop was at 52. This week, I'm sure it's going to show up at 85 or something based on how well he ran. And so we go by injuries and so forth, 
And uh, that's where we've been lucky. Last week, uh, I think I told you, don't worry about Deontay Johnson. He will be healthy to play. And he was another over yardage prop. And he probably was depressed because of all the reports about his shoulder all week long. No, you're right. We did talk about that last week. And Saquon looked absolutely awesome. He looked awesome. Speaking of offense and a running game, before you go, Doc, what about the Rams? That run game was pretty much non-existent last week. Now, I could say, yeah, but they're playing catch up. But they were in that game for quite some time. What's going on with Cam? acres and do you expect to bounce back from him i do and and yes and thanks for pointing that out that is the one yardage prop that we lost we thought cam acres would be healthy from his achilles but he didn't see the snaps and since then sean mcveigh has basically said he's not doing the other little things and bottom line is because of the ram shuffle on the offensive line and the great buffalo defensive line they needed pickups uh they need the running back to stay in to help block and that's not cam Akers' strength so we do expect to bounce back this this week because uh, mcveigh knows he needs cam Akers, and they're playing the falcons they don't have the best pass rush in the world they'll straighten out some of the offensive line problems and i think he'll see some more touches this week because they've talked about it so much but i do believe his achilles is healthy the reason why he didn't do a lot that game is because of when he state is in the game his pass blocking ability is not great mm. all right one last thought doc how big of an issue is that tampa bay offensive line it's a huge talking point obviously but from where you're sitting how big of an issue is the health of the offensive line and how long is it going to be an issue well, it's huge because Ryan Jensen's out for a long time. Aaron Stinney, the left guard, he's out for the season. Uh, Donovan Smith hyperextended his elbow and did not return, and there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to play. So that would give you left tackle, left guard, and center. Uh, we call that a cluster injury, and we will downgrade significantly for that. Not to mention five of the seven Tampa Bay wide receivers are on the injury report. Do not expect Chris Godwin to play after aggravating injury in his hamstring coming back early from the ACL. And that was another under. We didn't think he'd be able to do much. Now, he had a good first catch on his third ball, though, and the second quarter, he injured his hamstring on compensation, and, and that allowed us to hit the under on that. But I don't believe Chris Godwin's playing. Julio Jones has some issues. Mike Evans has a calf. So you have the whole left side of the offensive line maybe out and a bunch of receivers potentially out for Tampa Bay. So in, we talked last week how the Saints weren't completely healthy with Jameis Winston coming off the ACL and Michael Thomas, but they did rally in the fourth quarter to beat Atlanta, although Atlanta did cover like I thought they would. But even with that matchup against the Saints, I think that the the nod in health goes to the Saints, even though they have a couple issues because of the cluster injuries on the wide receiver and the offensive line for the Bucks. See, to me, I think this is why you want to go to SIC because that point you made about Godwin, I, I agree with you. When he made that first catch, I'm like, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. I think he's ready to go. But come to find out, it, that was not necessarily the case. But if they had gone to the site, maybe they would have known that. So there's plenty more where this comes from, Sports Injury Central. Doc, quickly, where do the listeners go to find this information? Because there's so much more on the site than what you and I just talked about. Yeah, uh, there's a 
ton of stuff. Surf all the tabs. You're probably better off on your laptop than mobile because there's so much information to be had on there. Field views, color schemes, SICscore.com, Sports Injury Central, but it's SICscore.com. And Twitter is Pro Football Doc, or keep listening to the Jim Rome podcast here, and, uh, and you'll get stuff every week. No, I think they want to follow you on Twitter for sure because you are live tweeting, and they want to go to the site because the best way to explain the site is to go to the site and surf around and bump around and get to use, get, get a feel for how to use it and what's there. Doc, really appreciate the info. Great insight. Have a tremendous weekend, and you and I will talk again very soon. Thanks, Jim. And there it is, ep two of Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. As always, I appreciate you finding this pod, and you know the drill. I would love for you to subscribe, review, and share the pod as much as you can. No, we are not going to pick every game correctly, but yes, we are going to bust our ass to create a killer pod with good insight and entertainment, and most of all, look to make more jack than we lose. So, I appreciate you all. Have an amazing weekend, and I will see you right back here next week on Jim Rome's Big Head. Bets. Peace.